just just gotten through with a lot of trick-or-treating. I saw a lot of interesting costumes uh, as I was out and about uh, for the last few days uh, between between, uh, Sammy's house and uh, then Halloween night, Friday night at my mom and dad's house in Bellevue. I saw a lot of crazy-looking characters. I sure did. I saw a lot of mythical creatures. I saw a unicorn. It was one of those where it had two people in it, you know. I saw um, I saw a lot of princesses. I saw a lot of those. My sister actually dressed up as a princess too, and uh, you can see her picture and my wife with a witch hat on in um, on Facebook on my page on Facebook. Um, I saw a lot of young zombies. Uh, I saw a lot of a lot of uh, werewolves, and I saw a lot of, of mummies and Frankenstein's, and a lot of a lot of mythical. You know, they're not real, uh, cursed people. You know, zombies are cursed, and Frankenstein is cursed. You know, I saw vampires. I saw witches and I saw uh, vampire girls, lots of vampires. There were a lot of vampire girls. And uh, uh, vampires are cursed to drink the blood of their... You know, something crazy like that. I mean, that's what people were dressed up as. They were cursed and they're mythical. Okay, most everything that I saw was... Sarah was even Nancy Drew. She was Nancy Drew and that's mythical. You know, it was funny. She didn't really learn that Nancy Drew was not real until just a month ago, you know, she's been reading Nancy Drew thinking it was a real girl, you know, no, it's not, she's not, she's, there were, every one of these people that I saw, I didn't see anybody real, they were all mythical, but I want to tell you something this morning, a curse is real, you can be cursed, most certainly you can, it says in the book of James, James chapter 3 verse 10, out of the same mouth proceed Blessing and cursing, my brethren, these things ought not to be so. To be cursed is to be out of favor with God and out of favor with man. Paul, when he was writing to the Galatians who were, who were getting bombarded with Judaizers, who were trying to get them back into being Jews again, and he, he says, even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than that which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. He says it twice. He thinks so much of it. If anybody preaches something to you that's, that I hadn't preached to you, he should be accursed. He's cursed. He's out of favor with God, and he's out of favor with man. We don't want to be cursed. We want to be blessed, don't we? We want to be a blessed people. Today, let's see how we can be blessed and how we can be a blessing to others every day. Turn your Bibles to the book of 1 Samuel. As we begin 1 Samuel, we see a lady, a woman, a wife who wanted a blessing. She wants a blessing in the the first chapter of 1 Samuel. She wanted a child. Her sister wife, who had children, made fun of her, made her life miserable. During the time of the judges, Elkanah, their husband, 
took the family to worship every year at Shiloh. And that's uh, why I have this graphic in your handout as well as on the screen. Shiloh is that place of worship. Shiloh is where the tabernacle was. Shiloh is where the Ark of the Covenant was. Shiloh is where the, the blessings are given by the priests. Shiloh is where the sacrifices are made to God. This is the place of worship. Shiloh. And everybody that we're talking about in 1 Samuel chapters 1 and 2 really revolve around Shiloh. Shiloh connects them much in the same way that we're all here today and we may lead different lives and we may lead, uh, be different people, but we are all connected here at Fountainhead. We are all connected here by our worship to God Almighty. Alright? So we all have this connection. The Lord commanded Moses in Numbers chapter 6, verse 22. He, commands the, he commanded Moses, uh, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his son saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. We, we know this song, don't we? So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. And it's here at Shiloh that the children of Israel are to receive that blessing from God, from the priests, the place of worship where, where Hannah is praying here in this first chapter. She's so sad. And she turns to the one who can help her. She knows God is strong. We can take great comfort and great lessons from the faith of Hannah. She receives the blessing she was praying for is evident in the Scriptures, but she doesn't know that when we first meet her. As she prays to God, God's man, the priest, Eli, he takes notice of her. Follow with me. 1 Samuel chapter 1, beginning with verse 12. And it happened as she continued praying for the Lord, before the Lord, that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. During this time, this time of the judges, they had no, they had no uh, morals, really, in the time of the judges. Even Eli's sons were, were uh, rambunctious. They were not good people. They were not good priests. Uh, they didn't follow the ways of the Lord. And they were the priests. They were the preachers of the time. And they didn't follow the Lord. So uh, you would kind of think why Eli would, would uh, say that she was, she was drunk here. But she... She stands up for herself. I love one thing about Hannah, how she stands up for herself. We talked about that in our class this morning. She stands up for herself, and she doesn't argue with Eli. She doesn't say, don't judge me. She doesn't, she, and and I've I, I, I thought about this for the last couple of days. She explains herself. And after she explains herself, rather than getting angry, rather than getting upset, she explains why she's sad. She explains why she's hurt. 
we could do that as well. We could explain why we are angry instead of just going off, right? I thought Hannah's example as I studied her was a great example for myself. Don't consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. And notice, Eli is going to help her. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition when you have asked, you, which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate. Her face was no longer sad. And Hannah, she knew an important part of prayer, that when asking something from God, that when asking for a blessing, she knew what James wrote about in James chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. We must ask in faith. Hannah obeyed and worshipped the way those in the Old Testament worshipped. Alright? She worshipped the way they were supposed to worship. But still, faith was greatly involved in the life of Hannah and in her worship and in her prayer. We worship today the way God wants us to worship. That's what we've done. In our songs and in our reading of the Bible and in our prayers and in the taking of the Lord's Supper and the giving of our means, we have worshipped in spirit and in truth. And we've worshipped today the way God wants us to worship. We know that belief in God requires obedience. Even becoming a Christian, faith plus obedience equals salvation. Mark chapter 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. We know that to be right with God, it takes obedience. It takes faith. It took faith in the Old Testament, and it takes faith now to receive the blessings from God. It is by baptism, Galatians chapter 3, verse 27, that we get into Christ. The only way into Christ is to be baptized into Jesus Christ. If we want spiritual blessings today, we must be in Christ. Only in Christ, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, are contained every spiritual blessing. We're not talking about physical blessings. We're not talking about about, uh, uh, blessings of cars and homes and, and, and children. We're talking about spiritual blessings now and the only way to have all of the spiritual blessings Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 is to be in Christ blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every not some not just a couple but every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places where in Christ heavenly blessings spiritual blessings Today, come in Christ. And the only way to get into Christ is to be baptized into Christ. Galatians 3.27, as I just said. There are not, these are not earthly blessings, but they're spiritual ones. Heavenly blessings, not, not earthly. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, who did He choose? Those who would obey Him. 
Just as He chose us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Why? Because our sins have been washed away. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, we're talking about Jews who were God's children by birth. Now we have been adopted because of our obedience to God. According to the good pleasure of His will, verse 6, to the praise of the glory of His grace by which He has made us accepted where? We're accepted in the Beloved. That's Jesus Christ. In Him, that's Jesus Christ, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. You might write these down in your handout, these scriptures. We have redemption through His blood in Jesus Christ. We find that there in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. We have forgiveness of sins in Christ. We are in the Beloved when we are in Christ. So that in Christ, Romans chapter 8, verse 2, there's no condemning us. We have no condemnation in Jesus Christ. We are, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, a new creature in Christ. And we have obtained salvation from sin, and we've obtained salvation from hell in Christ, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 10. In Christ, we have eternal life. 1 John chapter 5, verse 11, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life, notice, is in His Son. That would be Jesus Christ. Outside Christ, there are no spiritual blessings. Maybe material. Maybe emotional blessings. There may be physical blessings, but outside Jesus, there are no Spiritual blessings. There's no redemption from sin. There's no forgiveness of sin. There's no salvation outside Jesus Christ. We must be in Jesus Christ to receive the blessings, the true heavenly blessings of God Almighty. When you're outside Christ, there's only condemnation. We must make sure like Elkanah did for his family in taking them to worship every year. We, every first day, must make sure that we and our families have the blessing, the heavenly blessing. We've got to make sure that about that about our families and ourselves. What I love about Elkanah, Elkanah the father of Samuel, is that he, he made sure his family had spiritual blessings. In 1 Samuel 1, when his family went to Shiloh, all of his family was able to participate. All of his family was blessed. If we want to be blessed like Hannah and like Elkanah, we've got to want it. We've got to want it. It's got to be a requirement in our lives. We've got to require blessings for ourselves and for our family. It's a requirement. We've got to be pleasing to God. And when we're pleasing to God, we'll get a blessing from God and we'll be a blessing. And to want that for ourselves and for those around us is a requirement. Hannah broke down in verse 10, back in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 10. She broke down. She told the Lord her desire. One thing 
Hannah forgot, but Elkanah tried to get her to remember, was all the blessings that she did have, to be grateful for what she did have. Elkanah, he told her, 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 8, uh, Hannah, why do you weep? Why, why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? He was a, he was a good husband. You know, and husbands, guys, we like to try to fix things, don't we? We see our wives sad. We see our, our children sad. And, and we just, hey, if you just do X, 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 you'll get it all done. It'll be perfect for you. That's not the way it works sometimes, is it? Sometimes, uh, like God can do, just listen. Sometimes we just listen. That's what Hannah needed. She needed someone just to listen to her, and she knew who would listen to her. She knew that God would listen to her. But notice how, you know, when we are, when we are, uh, when we are, uh, are sad or depressed, or we feel lonely, we can take great comfort from Hannah. We can take great example from Hannah. We must count our blessings. I want you to turn in your psalm books to number 392. 392. Through the rest of the of the chapter, I want you to notice how sad, how how sad Hannah was, but how in her sadness she reaches out to God. She reaches out to God, and she, when she does so, she gets a blessing, and then she's not sad anymore. She lets that go. She let it go when she could start counting. Her blessings. That's what this song is about. When upon life's billows, you are tempest-tossed. You know, uh, life is always blowing something new into our lives. Uh, it, it, there's always, always some kind of, some new horror, some new shoe is going to hit the floor, isn't it? And uh, there's always some kind of something that's going on in, in people's lives. Uh, and we feel like we're just being blown around by a big wind, by a big tempest. Sing this song with me. And, and, and think of the words as we're singing the song. Really concentrate on the words and what they mean to, to your life and, and how, how you can get over a hump maybe that you're in right now. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God hath done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? 
around your many blessings, every doubt will fly. And you will be singing as the days go by. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God hath done. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged, God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God hath done. That's what Hannah did. She reached out to God. She reached out to the one who could help her. The giver of all blessings. She knew who it was. And we do too. We do too. When, off, when upon life's billows, we are tempest-tossed. We know that we can run to God. We don't need to run away from Him for sure. We need to run to God. Only in Jesus Christ can we have all the blessings. We must reach out to God and reach out to others. You know, it would be dangerous for the blind... You know, I put that blindfold on last time and I had it on my head. It would be dangerous for the blind not to reach out and try to feel things. If they just walked through life and never reached out, they would get into a lot of trouble. They'd get into a lot of bad spots. If you're blind to your blessings, you will never know what they truly are until you reach out. If we want spiritual blessings, we've got to be we've got to be righteous. We've got to be right with God. Notice Hannah's prayer. She knew she was God's child. She was dedicated to him and was willing to to dedicate all that she had all that she held dear to God. First uh, Samuel chapter one verse ten, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, "O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head." In verse twelve it says she spoke her heart. Hannah knew she had to be right to God, and she reached out to the only one who could really help. She was a blessing in need of a blessing. Hannah was a blessing in need of a blessing. If we're right with God, then we're blessed and we can count our blessings and name them one by one. Count our blessings and see what God has done. When Hannah prayed and was blessed by Eli, the 
the high priest. She had, she had faith. Verse 18, she wasn't sad anymore. Verse 19, she could worship. Uh, verse 19, without all that, all that worry, she went home and she could have relations with her husband. And in verse 19, she was remembered by God and she did have a child. She was blessed. You know, our high priest is Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 11 says, But Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, but not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with His own blood He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Count your blessings this morning. Are they in Christ Jesus? Are your blessings in Christ There are no tricks in Christ, no cursed in Christ, only blessings. If you want a blessing or you need a blessing or you want to be a blessing, come forward right now as together we stand and sing.